0: Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome to Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley to the last place on earth. It's FFF. Mike's Daily Podcast. FFFF episode 2651, 2651. It's Mike Matthews having some fun, but I don't think that I am the one that you want to hear sing. You want somebody else with maybe a nose ring. I don't think I'm gonna get one of those anytime soon. But I have dated Mike's Daily Podcast many women who have had nose rings. Nose rings and are fans of Enya. That seems to be Mike's the Daily type podcast for Mike Matthews. Yeah! The style of girlfriend. <laughs> But no, his uh, lovely lady friend Who you'll see in the podcast picture Spoilers That's... She did have a nose ring But doesn't anymore And she does kind of like Enya A little bit So maybe I'll throw on an Enya record when I get home tonight From Podcastro Valley And Cafe Anyway Somewhere there The last place on earth You know, we were talking a little bit about Speaking of style That is one of the songs of... Uh, What's her name Anyway she She's doing all these concerts And it's a big tour And she had A song that was 10 minutes long Taylor Swift that was supposedly I didn't know this was about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal And It it was very long She had done an original version on the original album That was much shorter but When she re-released the album And took back all her money back all her, her, her copyrights and everything. Uh, she did it the full length that she wanted it to be originally in 10 minutes. And it was the first time a song hit number one on the billboard charts that was 10 minutes long. It was a little bit longer than American Pie by Don McLean. And here's the interesting thing, it had negligible airplay. And here's today's podcast picture. My lovely lady friend and I, On Lake Chabot recently when I had that week off And did just a bunch of local Bay Area things I hope Taylor Swift gets to go out to Lake Chabot today But she probably won't because she's too popular And it's difficult for her to get out That's sad Baloney But yes, what's interesting is about that song You probably didn't hear it play on your favorite radio station Because it did. a lot of radio stations were like We're not going to play a 10 minute song What if somebody doesn't like Taylor Swift and we're playing her for 10 minutes when we could be playing some Ed Sheeran? Oh, the late great Basil the Boxer was not a big fan of Ed Sheeran's. Yeah, I thought that a lot of his stuff was trite. But that's, you know, that's Basil the Boxer's opinion. So it was, you know, they didn't want the same reason why in the days of, uh, let's say, the Doors, they had their, come on baby, light my fire. The original version, the album version, is very long. I forget how long exactly. Like six, seven, eight minutes. But for radio, they chopped it down to three and a half. It, that seems to be the sweet spot. Three and a half minutes. In fact, Alan Jackson, speaking of country singers. And yeah, oh, my lovely lady friend was shocked to hear that Taylor Swift started out as a country singer. That is absolute truth. If you didn't know that, wow. I'm surprised that's that's getting uh, retconned. Uh, the revisionist history is happening. Yes, she was started off as a country singer, and her music, I think it part of the reason why it took off was A, she was this wonderful darling of the American country fans, as she was a young lady, and she was writing her own music and doing it her own way. But also, her stuff was very reminiscent of Dixie Chicks. And the Dixie Chicks Now just the Chicks But And Taylor has admitted She was a huge fan Of Natalie Maines Lead singer of the Dixie Chicks But It had a lot of banjo Dixie Chicks music Had a lot of banjo Had a very similar sound The reason Why people I think See the Dixie Chicks They were I don't know if the term is blacklisted, which was often referred to as the communists in the Communist Party. Were you, have you been in the Communist Party? Were you ever a member of the Communist Party? Those trials there with, uh, was it Hoover? J. Edgar Hoover and a lot of Hollywood directors, actors were blacklisted. Well, the Dixie Chicks were banned from the country charts because of what Natalie Maine said about George W. Bush This was while we were, we had just went to war with Iraq. And she said, "Uh, I'm ashamed that George W. Bush is from Texas. Now, if anybody would ban the Dixie Chicks, it should be Texans. If they were or anybody was a big fan of George W. Bush. But of course, country music leans more conservative. And a lot of country music fans at that time were big fans of George W. Bush. And were okay with us going to war with Iraq. And so with the Dixie Chicks agreeing with all that, they were like, What? The Dixie Chicks, they have opinions? We don't like them? Ban them from the charts. The week they banned them from the charts, they really couldn't because the Dixie Chicks went to number one that week with a song called, interestingly enough, Traveling Soldier Which is a beautiful sad song I think it takes place during the Vietnam War And somebody's been drafted And he Only uh, He said you know I'm about to go off To this foreign land And he says to this girl Hey would you uh, be my Like date They have some kind of relationship and he goes off to war and he dies. And she finds out while they're reading off the names of Vietnam um, soldiers who were recently killed. And so she hears the name, it's very sad, but it was, it was the number one hit, I remember. And I remember my program director saying, hey, it's about to play the number one song on this syndicated national top 40 country show, American Country Countdown and my boss said, you gotta take it out of the number one position. We cannot play Traveling Soldier. You gotta go into, and it was sent to us on CD. So you, uh, we had to record it into the computer system and there is a way that you can go in and change that. So he had me change it to God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. Now I had the chance A couple years after that To interview Lee Greenwood I did not tell him that story I don't know what he would have said He was He's Overall a very nice guy I think if you ever met him You'd go Hey Pretty nice fella What a voice And he actually does a great Donald Duck impression But Because we were doing Character voices (laughs) Back when I was doing the Santa Fe Cafe Oh and if you want to hear some of the Santa Fe Cafe Go back to the last podcast That was called Style And it was F-F-F episode 2650 As we go outside a cafe anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth So I did not know That Jake Gyllenhaal was the, the This according to my lovely lady friend Was the subject matter of that 10 minute song by Taylor Swift So Taylor does have the Dixie Chicks to thank of course, the Dixie Chicks, when they were popular, people forget this. They did cross over to the pop charts with their cover of Fleetwood Mac's Landslide. And Stevie Nicks returned the favor by later inviting Natalie Maines to sing on one of her solo albums with her. life Burger Master And I don't have any desire to go see Taylor Swift Because I know it's going to be basically like that Dixie Chick show Where I was like the only guy uh, The music was good It was a great energetic concert But Natalie Maines Well you went to a Dixie Chick's concert Because you didn't know what she was going to say next And it was that Oh Is she What's good Huh What's me woo do but I don't think Taylor's quite that way, so. But she'll say it in her songs, so that's cool. Oh, and the Dixie Chicks did not write their own music. Oh, yes, they did, wait a minute. They were starting to buy the the album after Fly. No, let's see. Okay, brain cells working, here we go. The Dixie Chicks existed before Natalie Maines with a different lead singer but then they brought on Natalie and they came out with the first album was called Wide Open Spaces that's right have cowboy take me away wide open spaces there's your travel there was the the next album after that was Fly that was huge it was one of the biggest selling country albums of all time at that point they released the album with The same cover But in different colors So people were like Collecting the album All Get all four Different versions Which didn't Taylor Do something similar to that Then there was the Home It was called Home Wasn't it That was the Bluegrass album And that had Traveling Soldier on it Also had A long time gone Great song And their cover of Landslide Which then Sheryl Crow remixed And that was the version that got popular On pop radio But yeah The third single off of that was Traveling Soldier And that's when all the controversy hit And that's when That was basically their last single To make it into the top ten Or to go number one Then they had a great album called Taking the Long Way No, was that one called Home? I should really use a search engine right about here. It's Bison Bentley's Do You Know That? Hey, this is Bison Bentley, and Mike Matthews has a couple of stories that'll make you want to ask yourself, do you know that? Oh, and they co-wrote. That's right. That that? was my point, is they co-wrote a lot of their songs. Awesome. With that album, with the guy, uh, Danny Wilson, I think was his name. And he was The guy from Semisonic That had that song Closing time da, da 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 Yeah, Taking the Long Way And the album before that What I don't see home anywhere here But they Fly That was huge um, They Let's see but they're still oh they've had to cancel a couple of shows, I heard recently. That's the latest news with them. Um, let's see, they There's Your Trouble, Traveling Soldier, uh, that reached number one. That's right. So they hit number one with There's Your Trouble, wide open spaces, you are mine. Cowboy Take Me Away without you and Traveling Soldier. Live and Loco. Days before the 2003 invasion of Iraq, Maines told a London audience that the Dixie Chicks did not endorse the war and were ashamed of U.S. President George W. Bush being from Texas. That's what triggered the boycotts. Because you'd be in jail? After a hiatus, they released the song Taking the Long Way. That was in 2006. And that had the song Not Ready to Make Nice and I remember that Was also the, There was a documentary that came out With that name And I went to the concert The opening act was Michelle Branch And she was just coming out with a country album She worked with this Like as a duo with another lady And it was called uh, The Wreckers what, what they called And they Leave the Pieces was the big song from that that crossed over onto the pop charts. Oh, Mike, you're such a creative soul. <laughs> All right. And before the Dixie Chicks took the stage, they showed a commercial for this documentary, which you should see it. it is very interesting. It is very pro-Dixie Chicks and anti-banning freedom of speech, which is what I am, I don't care. But if you get offended, that's the way the cookie crumbles. No. <laughs> when I hear Republicans say that the... Democrats are banning Our freedom of speech I Well I'm like Yeah that's not good We can't ban Freedom of speech Even if I Even if I disagree with you And even if you're Spreading lies Robinson We can't ban Freedom of speech We sh- we gotta have an open Debate And we can't Shut each other down Like that But there, They showed The The, the A little uh, Trailer For the documentary Before the concert And sitting behind me was Laura Dern. And apparently she or she knew somebody that was a producer of the documentary. So she was like cheering that they were showing the trailer and sitting next to her. Now they're divorced. But her husband at the time was Ben Harper. And I had just seen him in concert. MTV News. You hear it. But yes, they I cannot find for the life of me the name of that album. They don't. Oh yeah it was Home So what's funny So Home comes out in 2002 Taking the Long Way Comes out in 2006 Which was sort of a joke Because you put the two song The album titles back to back It's Taking the Long Way Home Which the TV show Doctor Who With Peter Capaldi and Jenna Louise Coleman, and they've got that whole thing in there in the show. This this phrase repeats often during the season that they were working together. I'm taking, uh, I'm I'm going home, taking the long way around. But yes, taking the long way. What in, what in the world was that about? And not ready to make nice. It says here became their biggest crossover single, reaching number four. Oh, I did not know that. On the Billboard Hot 100 Huh And Three years later The Two sisters Which is Emily Strayer now I I knew her as Emily Emily What was Her name before that Well And Marty McGuire And I interviewed them Oh yeah If you want to go to Mike'sDailyPodcast.com Go to the interviews section Look up Dixie Chicks They dropped the Dixie uh, From their name Citing negative connotations And releasing their first album 14 years called Gaslighter And that was directed towards Natalie's ex-husband Adrian Pazdar Who was big from the TV show Heroes Yes So what you have there (laughs) With the Dixie Chicks Now just The Chicks And actually that's their website Thechicks.com And oh yeah Robin Lynn Macy And Laura Lynch Also used to be In the Dixie Chicks Years before I think before they got all popular Oh that's right She was Emily Robeson And then she became Now she's Emily Byrne Strayer Excellent And the Taking the Long Way album Did feature Songs that were co-written With They they often did songs That were written by other people Like Bruce Robeson Who was uh, Charlie Robeson's brother Who was married to Emily now Emily Strayer Back then Emily Robeson But The Song Let's see Not Ready to Make Nice Was Dan Wilson It's just Dan Wilson Danny Wilson is a band from England that I love, that had a song "Mary's Prayer" that was back from the '80s. What I wouldn't give to be when I was Mary's Prayer. Dan Wilson was the guy from Semisonic. Have you followed all this? <laughs> he is quite a great songwriter. Though. We that's love what... you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we pay Whoops. Mike the big bucks, <laughs> or someone pays him. <laughs> Absolutely, at uh, the extra zero. Yeah, that's um, just amazing. Okay. That's all I think Any conversation about Taylor Swift You need to talk about the Dixie Chicks Or the just the Chicks now And anybody who's talking today Yours truly is talking In fact that's my Handle on Twitter and Facebook Is At Mike Talks But today If you are talking You should mention Your father-in-law Because it is National Father-in-law Day I do not have a father-in-law anymore I was married Got divorced by the way, that, that uh, then wife is who I got to see a lot of these Dixie Chicks concerts with. But yes, her dad is no longer my father-in-law. <laughs> Interesting guy. He kind of lives life on his own terms. And I blame all my back problems on him because he had me help him with some projects. Oh boy, I still have not recovered all the way. Also, National Climb a Mountain Day. No, thank you. As long as it's a small... I'll climb a hill, but not a mountain. But, you know, if it's a molehill, just don't make a mountain out of it. And it's National Cheesecake Day. Yay! Let's hear it for cheesecake. And, oh, let's hear it for whistleblowers. Because it's National Whistleblower today. Whistleblowers big time in the news. Complaining about, oh... Hunter Biden not getting He should be thrown in jail And uh, I guess hung by the neck I don't know what they want to do to him But they hate him And feel it's a, there's a big cover up going on And that there's aliens And UFOs So let's hear it for whistleblowers Actually let's hear it for the whistleblowers That actually do change the world for the good We'll see if the current whistleblowers The current crop of them are doing that History will tell Or maybe it won't because it's all cover up Boy Didn't mean to get all Conspiracy theorists there But It seems to be That's what's going on Here's something though The Associated Press Has mentioned An interesting article here By Alexandra Olson Six Street Days of 12 hour driving Single digit paychecks The complaints come from workers In vastly different industries UPS delivery drivers And Hollywood actors And writers But they point to an underlying factor driving a surge of labor unrest. The cost to workers whose jobs have changed drastically as companies scramble to meet customer expectations for speed and convenience in industries transformed by technology. Good old big tech. Hey, did you know that Meta, part of that big tech crowd, they have a data center that they have built in this part of Spain where there is drought going on. Now, the a data center needs a lot of water. So guess who's not getting the water that lives in this drought, area of drought, the people that need it. It's all going to this data center because they've, Meta has struck a deal with Spain in order to do that. Heard about that today on Bloomberg. Bloomberg the COVID-19 pandemic accelerated those changes, pushing retailers to shift online and intensifying the streaming competition among entertainment companies. Now, from the picket lines, workers are trying to give consumers a behind the scenes look at what it takes to produce a show. Mike's Daily Podcast Master Pod Eater. Binging Luther right now. Gosh, what a dark, horrible show. I can't wait for this thing to end. Gosh, it's too intense for me. My lovely lady friend loves it. But I'm like, come on. Stop it. Right? <laughs> You're going into all this unnecessary drama. We get it. There's all these... So the, the show relied a lot on killers that were total psychos. Totally just unhinged. Right. And that and it, get, it got kind of graphic. And I'm just not a big fan of those type of shows. But now I'm committed. I'm in the last season... Thankfully, the British entertainment industry does not produce full 26-episode-long seasons. They go for the, like, four, two, six... First of all, I just want to just um, thank everyone for joining us here on this show. This is great. It's too intense for me. And I watch it before I go to bed, so I have nightmares. Not a good idea. Uh-huh. So, yes, to produce these type shows or to get... Dog food delivered to your doorstep with a phone swipe, all of this requires a lot of work behind the scenes. Overworked and underpaid employees is an enduring complaint across industries from delivery drivers to Starbucks baristas and airline pilots, where surges in consumer demand have collided with persistent labor shortages. Workers are pushing back against forced overtime. Punishing schedules or company reliance on lower paid, part-time, or contract forces. At issue for Hollywood screenwriters and actors staging their first simultaneous strikes in 40 years is the way streaming has upended entertainment economics, slashing pay and forcing showrunners to produce content faster with smaller teams. And then you've got uh, Actors and writers Have long relied on residuals Or long term payments For reruns And other airings Of films And television shows But reruns Aren't a thing On streaming services Where series and films Simply land and stay With no easy way Such as box office returns Or ratings To determine Their popularity Think about that Next time you're watching Something on Netflix Oh Oh you know, hey, a lot of people know about Stranger Things. Sure. And Netflix has a way of showing you how many people have watched it. But it you don't see the box office returns like you do with movies. Consequently, whatever residual streaming companies do pay often amount to a pittance. And screenwriters have been sharing tales of receiving single digit checks. My dad still gets residuals For a movie he was in years ago uh, Called uh, Let's see There was the one Oh, Showdown That one I still have not seen With Dennis Weaver He was also in one With uh, John Belushi Called Continental Divide He had a very small speaking role In both movies But occasionally And and the checks don't come every week They come like every three months Maybe more And sometimes it's for like 25 cents (laughs) and i have to go to the bank and deposit a 25 cent check it's not worth the paper it's printed on but that's the entertainment industry everybody let's see uh one other thing how do they relate this to the ups strike that that's basically in a nutshell what's going on with the entertainment world but Efforts to organize at Starbucks and Amazon stalled as both companies aggressively fought against unionization. This is talking about the delivery folks. Still labor protests will likely gain momentum following the UPS contract, said an executive director of the Worker Institute at the School of Industrial and Labor Relations at Cornell University, which released a report this year that found... That the number of labor strikes rose 52% last year. 52%. Wow. This is interesting. Wow, this is interesting. The whole idea that consumer convenience is above everything broke down during the pandemic. We started to think, I'm at home ordering, but there is actually a worker who has to go to the grocery store who has to cook this for me so that I can be comfortable. So. Wow, 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 wow. And that very interesting. Wanted to. Bring up a couple other things Real quick here And That is the The bird logo Let's not replay that one Got dumped As you Will know by now Transformed To the X um, The X symbol And that is Because And I haven't actually Checked Twitter today But Twitter is Transforming to X.com Wow Wrong And that is because of SpaceX and the whole fascination Elon Musk has with the letter X. Of course, X film industry. <laughs> Will you shut up? Liberty, nation, freedom, foam for all. I love it. I love it. I love it. This nightmare of a show. Uh, that the 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 rating. But Musk has talked about X everything app, which would combine messaging, social network, and person to person payments. What? what? Um, and he's going to change the color scheme from blue to black, getting rid of the Twitter brand altogether. Um, so he wants to incorporate everything with this X app, the person to person payments, e-commerce, all of it. He's replacing a globally recognized brand with a generic placeholder symbol. Warner Brothers also previously caught criticism For removing HBO from the brand of its Max streaming platform Musk has attached Has uh, an attachment to the 24th letter of the alphabet His space exploration company called SpaceX His online banking startup X.com Before it was renamed PayPal Yes That was called X.com before it was PayPal He even named one of his sons XAE A-12. That's the one with Grimes. Revenue is down 50% for Elon Musk's company and remains cash flow negative as of the second quarter. His $42 billion purchase is now worth 14 billion. So he's lost about $28 billion in value. Elon. And yes, Barbie has become the biggest movie in 2023 People dressing in pink I was in uh, downtown Oakland I was in the Piedmont area And there's an old theater there That was showing Barbie and Oppenheimer And there was a couple sitting across the street Over there I think it's called Crepevine The Vine, One of these cool restaurants we have in the Bay Area Where they serve crepes and all kinds of delicious food Huge portions This isn't a plug or a slug it just—it is kind of expensive. I guess that's my slug. But they were sitting there with their daughter, their young daughter who is blonde, and yes, wearing pink. Lots of pink jacket, pink this, pink everything. People dressing in pink Barbie core, wearing moviegoers has the potential to bump some of those retail sales numbers. Um, and it was marketing was insane. Oh, there's an I am Kenuff hoodie. That was on sale for $27. This all found by Rob Black. I produce his podcast called Rob Black. The Rob Black Show and Rob Black and Your Money. And uh, he finds all this fascinating in- information. There's going to be a Hot Wheels movie that Mattel, who owns Barbie, is going to try and do in 2025. But to see those kind of numbers that Barbie had will probably be impossible. A lot of Barbie costumes for Halloween. They're saying, and Barbie toys for Christmas. So this will go through the the rest of the year. Wine, Well, I like. The whiny white man wine list. Uh, Spotify is going to increase the price of its premium subscription. You can find this podcast on Spotify. Just type in Mike's Daily Podcast, but make sure to put the apostrophe in there. They'll help you find my podcast. Um, they're going to increase the subscription cost by $2.00. That translates to a 20% increase for some plans That you may have with Spotify They've got over 2,210 million premium subscribers And there you go So far power grids have been passing the heat test California's record snowpack in the winter Has given a major boost to hydropower which is good because supposedly And this is what I heard from my lovely lady friend As we were talking last night And if you have a relationship with someone If you want to have that relationship endure You need to talk You need to communicate And heck, talk about the weather Like the Mike Mike Matthews with the, uh, Dave Matthews, that song uh, So much to say So much to say In May Hydropower produced More electricity Than any month In the previous Three years Because we had so much Water coming out Of the mountains Here in California In Renewable Energy Powerhouse Texas Solar capacity Is more than Twice the amount Installed At the same point Last year So There is that There's no evidence Of a recession That's another piece Of good Good muse is that Is that Am I referring to cats or am I referring to cows mooing? And my cat, Rocky, has been mewing, meowing a whole bunch because he got a taste for going outside at night. So we're trying to watch Luther and it's all loud and there's screaming because there's always a murder of some kind going on and car chases and loud gunshot bangs and everything else. And there he is meowing loud as can be. So... Anyway So far there's no evidence of a recession <laughs> And so long as there's no evidence of recession Rob says the market will probably continue To melt up Yes melt up That's a, a term he likes to use I don't think it's possible <laughs> the, the He needs to come up with something else It's floating up Melting up I don't get it But he that's what he likes to say So that's apparently year to date The Nasdaq's been up by 35% The S&P's been up by 18% And the Dow up by 6% So it's been a You know for all the doom and gloom That Republicans like to say To throw shade on Biden They're, they're starting to abandon that Have you noticed? It's now all about How old is, is Biden? Oh my gosh And then a Republican Mitch McConnell He froze for about 20 seconds as he was speaking last week. So it's all being called into question. How old can you actually be and still be a leader in this country? And which that sentence I just said is very ageist. But yet it's a thing that Republicans are throwing out there. Never mind the fact that they had one of the oldest presidents of all time, Ronald Reagan, before Biden. And he was a hero, and he had his, uh, you know, moments where he was, some people were saying, does he have, does he have Alzheimer's? Because he can't remember anything that happened with Iran-Contra. But yes, it was, and, and the way he was depicted on Saturday Night Live, Robin Williams depicting him as all forgetful, and, well, I don't remember. Well... There's that ageist card coming out. I don't agree with it. I think people can do amazing things the older they get. And yes, it's going to be tough for Biden to make it back into the, uh, to, to, to win the hearts and minds of young people. That is another headline that I saw pop up today about is it actually possible for him to reach younger voters and you've got those that think, that, eh. well, let's see. It says here, also from the Associated Press, Joe Biden, America's oldest sitting president, needs young voters to win again. Will his age matter? Voters uh, like the a 24-year-old that they cite in this article uh, were a key piece of Biden's winning 2020 coalition which included majorities of young people as well as college graduates, women, urban and suburban voters, black americans, maintaining their support will be critical in closely contested states such as Nevada where even small de- declines could prove consequential to Biden's re-election bid. His 2020 campaign plans to emphasize messages that could especially resonate with young people in the coming weeks. Uh, As the anniversary of the sweeping Inflation Reduction Act approaches in mid-August, that legislation includes provisions that the White House will embrace to argue that Biden has done more than any other president to combat climate change. So that is how they're going to try and get to that. However... Those efforts could collide with Biden's personal reality like when he recalled that while attending a St. Patrick's Day parade at age 14, he appeared in a photo with Harry Truman. Purely by accident, I assume it was accident, the photographer from the newspaper got a picture of me making eye contact with Harry Truman is what he said. In 2020... 61% of voters under age 30 And 55% of those between 30 and 44 Supported Biden That according to AP VoteCast It's an age group with which Republicans hope to make inroads So that's why they are questioning Biden's age and his capability To continue as president With his uh, physical abilities And mental abilities uh, Donald Trump, who is the earliest frontrunner in the GOP presidential primary and is only three and a half years younger than Biden. People forget. Only three and a half years younger. He said, we are hitting the young person's market like nobody's ever seen before. He said, so it will be a war over age. And look who's here. Speaking of age and beauty, outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Valley, Valleyton, the last place on earth. Hello, Michael Masu. Yes, I am very old. I dated Harry Truman. Oh, that's right. You're old, very old. You, your 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 ears go beyond your ears. You know, you're, the older you get, your ears are supposed to get bigger. That did you know that? Yes. Did you know that when you die, your fingernails keep growing for a while? Yes. Did 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 you go see Barbie? No. Oh, Madame Rutabaga you need to go see her at some point that in that movie and be a sheeple. And just follow the flock. Michael Masso, I will do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. Henry Truman was very nice. He took me out to get some ice cream. Oh! Oh, are you are you in a picture with him? No. Okay. That was a great conversation with Madame Rutabaga we just had. Wonderful. And look who else is here. Hello, dear Mike. This is Valentino, the attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. Do you know that... Mike, you know what? This is something that the new slogan for Trump is going to be, hey, Biden's old. D. Yeah, he's old. Do you know that? That's going to be a wonderful campaign. Hi there, Mike. How are hmm. you? That's... So, let's see. And by the way, I, I was trying to look up. I know there was some president way back who lost an election, then came back and won an election. But I'm, I'm not sure who. I know... Theodore Roosevelt, he stepped down, he was was a Republican president, he stepped down, and then he decided he wanted to run again later, but the Republicans wouldn't let him run on the same tickets, or whatever, something happened, I have to rewatch the Ken Burns documentary, so Theodore ran with the Bull Moose Party, and lost, but yes... It's a different thing altogether with Trump. It'll be very interesting. Okay, you know what? It is time now for it is time now for the segment The Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud. Yes, we've got a couple of songs here. People send me songs to Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com and they they send me their music. And this song here is by a group called New Friends. Let's see, and it says here, uh, did they? Yeah, they said, hey, Mike, in the email. We have a new song out called Sad Sugar. It's a bold and exciting alternative indie pop track that's about meeting someone that you know isn't good for you. You can't stop obsessing over them. Ah, all right. Well, we're going to hear just a little bit of it because I don't want to get dinged by YouTube for playing, uh, here we go. My there you go. It's a little snippet of Sad Sugar. Do you like that song? Or, and you need to call me if you like it. Otherwise, No one's going to win and it'll be a sad, sad day. Yes, 510-228-4640 is where you can call me. 510-228-4640 to let me know if you like that song or do you like this one? This email says, hello, Mike. I think in a world where self-publicity has become the biggest habit in an artist's career, We all notice the intoxicating effects of attention and fame on a person's behavior and choices. I wanted to touch on that in our song High Exposure because it's very prevalent in the artists we see online. Okay, this is a group called Hollow Graves and their song High Exposure. Right, do you like that? High Exposure by Hollow Graves. Or, do you like this one? Song number three is by Annie Hart. And renowned musician and composer Annie Hart is thrilled to announce her fourth full-length studio album, The Weight of a Wave. Set to release on August 4th on Uninhabitable Mansions. Her minimal pop songs explore the fringes of new wave, pop, and ambient music. Hart's illustrious musical career took flight in 2003 when she entered electropop scene as a member of Au Revoir, Simone. Their synthesizer-driven tunes were prominently featured in movie commercials and in Grey's Anatomy. Okay, here is a little bit of the song by Annie Hart called Stop Staring At You. you you. you, you you. There you go, Annie Hart. Do you like that one? Or do you like song number four? It's this one here. Hi, Mike. We're Vicky Von Vicky, an indie rock band from Toronto. Following the release of two albums, we took a hiatus in the early 2000s. Now, after two decades, the band has regrouped for a triumphant return to stage and studio. Here is song number four Jealousy by Vicky Von Vicky. <laughs> A nice guitar solo. I wonder what the vocalist sounds like. All right, there you go. And our last song, and that was Vicky Von Vicky with Jealousy, is by a person named Ben. Is it Ben? Ben? No, Ari. Ari B Ingber. I don't know where I got Ben out of that. I guess that there's the B-E-N is in there somewhere in that name. But Ari B. Ingber is an American songwriter and performer, was born in Maryland and grew up in a Jewish immigrant family. His father was born in a displaced persons camp in Germany where Ingber's grandparents met and married after surviving the Holocaust. As one of their first significant family purchases as Americans, they bought an accordion. Ingber's father took a keen interest in music, particularly the drums, and began performing as a backing band member for acts like Wilson Pickett and the Drifters in nightclubs in D.C. during his youth. Though Ingber's father eventually chose a more secure career, he, he passed his passion for music down to his children. So here is Ari B. Ingber, our last song today, and a song that he just released called Bear Lake let's listen oh so mellow alright which one of those did you like If you forget what they were Go back and hit rewind And and you'll hear it Because I announced them Remember I I remember that I announced every song So I'm not going to do that again Because this is a podcast You can just rewind But I will say the phone number one more time is 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, it's A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at Podcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.